We are re-airing an episode that was originally published on the Podfix Network. This is our Pod 6 questions that we, Mouse and Weens, asked Vikram Baliga, so sorry I mispronounced it the whole time, of Planthropology Podcast. So take a listen and hope you like it. And please do go visit the Podfix Network for the original airing. Bye. Podfix. Your attention, please. Now batting. Mouse and Weens. Mouse and weeds and a 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 mouse and Sorry. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It is Mouse and Weens. I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle. I'm the mom one down in San Diego. I'm Weens. I'm up in LA and I'm in the film business. And look who we have. We have as a, a guest. Very special guest. We are doing this on behalf of Pod Fix Presents. We're doing a Pod Six with the one and only Vikram Balinga of Planthropology. Woo woo. Hello. How's it going? How are you? Good. Good. I'm happy to be on with y'all. We Yay. are so happy to have you. Thanks for doing this. You were catching up, but will you give me a little bit of a backstory of who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I host the Planthropology podcast, which is a word I made up because, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, I am... Um, a lecturer at Texas Tech University. So I teach uh, intro horticulture classes. I'm a plant nerd. Um, but I also run our teaching and research greenhouse here on campus. And so uh, I'm, yeah, just a nerdy plant guy. I love it. I love it. There's also a nerdy plant girl right there. You guys will have a lot to talk about. <laughs> it's me. Well, that's good. That's I'm exciting. I'm the nerdy plant lady. That's why I picked you. I said, oh, my brethren, my uh, <laughs> fellow gardener guy. So I wanted to know. That was one of my questions. We can jump right into our questions because okay. why not? Uh, why are, what are plant people like and why plants? Okay. Uh, I, I like to think plant people are like, a very positive, like kind of nerds, right? Like yeah. Yeah, most of the plant people I know are super enthusiastic, uh, but genuinely just pretty, pretty laid back. I, I don't know that I know any plant people that are like super high strung about stuff. It's just like, eh, I don't know something about being around nature and all the extra oxygen. I don't know what it is, yeah. um, but I, I've always loved plants. So my, uh, my, my mom and I lived with my grandparents when I was young and uh did you grow up there in texas so you i did from texas I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i'm from texas and uh what area i'm in lubbock texas so that's lubbock. like <laughs> Did, does nobody knows where that is do you all know where that know, is? it's no i don't but, no. I, but I someone out now, there is but... going to yeah. Someone out there might should, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause we're like, it's not like a, a super small city. We have about 300,000 people here, but, but it's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. We're five hours from Dallas and Austin and the mountains on one side and 
So no, it nobody seems knows like everywhere in Texas is in the middle of nowhere. It's right. pretty true. It's a yeah. big state. <laughs> yeah, it is a big state. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I just I grew up gardening and uh, I did a year of engineering in college and I was bad at it. And so <laughs> when they were like, you probably don't want to be an engineer, I uh, just decided to pick something I liked. So plants. There you go. I got that same advice. I was going for being a doctor and I got the, you know, that you might not be the best doctor. <laughs> Why? Just she passed I, out. Yeah, in the just because I faint when I see people with wounds. No big deal. You know, Come on. It, it seemed it, that, you know, I, I kind of had the same experience. I was, I was biomedical engineering. I was going to go to med school and all that stuff. And then I interned at a doctor's office and had a similar like, oh, this is not going to work for me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so great that you at least figured it out before years of schooling. Yeah. Although, I mean, I did the whole pre-med track and I was, animal physiology was my jam. I thought, you know, I love dissecting animals and all the big systems. And I thought that was so cool. But then they got into OCHEM and all this other oh. boring stuff and my grades and trying to balance partying and boyfriends and didn't quite work out. So the MCAT was not, not my jam, but <laughs> yeah. And then engineering, I don't know. That's, that's tough. That's so much physics and math and oh. Yeah. It was calculus was not for me, but yeah. you know what? Plants are, plants are fun. Uh, I don't know. I've enjoyed it. I've, I've done it for uh, a couple of minutes now, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm three degrees in. So I guess I'm, I'm committed at this point. And what's That's it, what's awesome. your university ring? Uh, so I, I went to Texas A&M. I did my undergrad at Texas A&M and nice. then my, uh, master's and PhD were both from Texas tech. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And you just graduated recently, right? This yeah. In your... December. Yeah. Just, congratulations. Just got it done. Thank oh you. Oh my God. Good for you. It's huge. Big dissertation and all that. Defending. Yeah. It only took six years. You oh know, my gosh. uh, my my dissert my my uh, PhD program's older than my son, so <laughs> um, that was that was interesting. But. Yeah, Aww. you'll equate the two. You can call your PhD Bradley then, right? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Bradley too. I, I wonder how you'd feel about that. We'll Bradley find out. Junior. <laughs> Yay, that's I good. I know it. there is something about plants that's just. Uh, I think people are very optimistic when they're growing things. We uh, tend to. I don't know, just see the, the basic elements of life, right? There's dirt, there's water, there's nutrients, and there's sunlight. And that's kind of all you need, right? Yeah. What about well, photosynthesis? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, you know, I was, I was telling my students, um, actually just this past week, the semester just started, and I teach um, like an intro class. So it's, about, I've got 110-ish students, and they're mostly all non-majors, and they're mostly freshmen. And so they look like they're 12 years old, right? I'm old enough now that I, I cannot, like, I'm just like, your children. You're all your children. They're babies. I know. But, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, are, are you really old enough to be here? Like, can you really be <laughs> here? And um, are you old enough to teach? Because you also look I know. Very you young. look tiny, too. <laughs> Not I tiny. Mean, tiny uh, in years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 33. And uh, so I don't know. I guess so. And I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I still feel young. And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, these, these kids were like two. When I when I started college and that's next level. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's sad. I know. I was shopping at Costco and I saw the sign that said, if you were born on this day or earlier in year two thousand, you cannot buy no, this year or later, 
In the year 2000, you can't buy alcohol. And I'm going, it was just 2000. We just had year 2000. How that can was this like be? five years ago, right? It's like crazy. that doesn't it doesn't seem right. No, someone was talking right. about Nirvana, and I was like, oh yeah, so that was 10 years ago. <laughs> 25 yeah no yeah it's yeah. not okay Makes no sense. but anyway you were saying to your your students about the sun water oh, soil yeah water. like you know we were just talking about the basics of of plant science and i, I have a it's funny because i have a whole presentation at the beginning of the semester that's just like why should you care why do you care because most of them are again just taking it because they need a science credit and they don't want to take just basic chemistry or biology or whatever and so I was like, you know, it, I, I nerd out about it, but I was like, okay, all these things that are like super simple, you see plants and grass, all this stuff. And I'm like, they're ta literally taking like, like radiation from the sun and turning it into sugar. And like, it's the basis for everything on our planet. And so I, I think I've gotten at least a couple of them. Uh, I'm hoping to win some more over by the end of the semester. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and I do a similar thing. I volunteer at my kid's school in the school garden and one of my lessons is, okay, everybody, let's point at something, anything around here right now, and we'll talk about how it's connected to plants. And so they'll point at the building and go, well, a building, you know. So we talk about the wood, and it comes from trees, and how does that get there? And it's it's amazing when you think about it that, you could, like, wood builds itself. It's Yeah. And then we build it out of it. It's crazy. It's so yeah. cool when you break it all down like that. So Can I, I tell you one that also tripped me out? Hmm. This was from like uh, some kind of a self-helpy or spiritual thing, but how does an acorn know to be an acorn? I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse my French. <laughs> how does an acorn? God, <laughs> I can she never get punchline. <laughs> you know what? When something is like heavy and people are listening, and it's like a weighted thing that I'm supposed to be saying something profound or a joke. It's too much attention, and then I trip it up every time. So I'm sorry. It how it the fascin How does a seed know to be a tomato versus an uh, acorn knows how to be an oak tree? And all of that is in this tiny little thing. That that is what trips me out. Mm -hmm. Does that? Yeah. How do you explain that? I mean, so I'll take that even one step further. Every single cell of a plant, from from the roots to everything else, has all the DNA and all the genetics necessary to be like to make like a whole new one, like like not even just the seed, every single cell. So we do something called tissue culture where we'll like take just a few cells and put them on a Petri dish and grow like clones of that, that main plant. And so like, it, it, it's fascinating because I, I, I make this illustration. Like if you like cut one of my fingers off and throw it outside in the dirt, you're not going to grow a new, you know, a new podcast host, but, <laughs> but you can do that. With wow. Your, if we could, Oh, it'd be something, right. Uh, but like <laughs> with the plant, you can do that. You can like pull leaves off and just like throw them in the dirt and sometimes get a new tree. And it's, it's pretty amazing. It's true. That is a trip. And I realized it was succulents and ficus that you could just pull off a little piece and they keep going. And, Oh, I had another big question. It felt like a good one. Can I come back to, Oh, uh, Fibonacci sequence. Oh, uh -huh. you, yeah. Are you familiar with that? And can you explain it in a way for a layman, layperson? Oh, man. Layman. Uh, <laughs> no pressure, Vikram. Um, I, I don't know how well I can explain it, but you, you I, I don't know how I can explain it mathematically. I'm not a math guy. But like if you look at life from animals to to plants, uh, a lot of cacti are a great example of this because of the way that like the the um needles and stuff are arranged on the plant, but you kind of see the same pattern repeating over and over and over in nature. 
Uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know enough about it probably to speak super intelligently, but it seems like it's just a pattern that for whatever reason on this planet seems to work. And so you see it repeated over and over and over across like all forms of life. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really weird. And, and that also will kind of mess with your head a little bit if you think too much about it. Yeah, maybe exactly. that's why it never made sense. But it was talking about leaves and, you know, there's through, I don't know, that it's a repeating Here. sequence in nature that you'll see. And then they tie it into the golden ratio of seeing, uh, and that might yeah. be a whole different trip on the side, but I didn't know if those two <laughs> things tied in. But yeah, nature basically having a symmetry to it. Yeah. Here's, here's my favorite one. I love, um, I, I, the name escapes me right now, but it's in the broccoli family. Twisted a little bit. Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, Romanesco. Romanesco. Romanesco, thank you. Yeah, and so just, we love growing this for the kids in the garden and having them look at it and the just symmetry in nature and the repetition and the spirals. And so, yeah, it's cool. I love it. That's so neat. I, I should look that up. That's something I should, I'll, I'll do. A, so I have a, a second, I do anthropology, but I also have a second podcast. Uh, it's like, I don't know if it's like one of those things, it's like getting a tattoo, right? You get one tattoo and then you want more <laughs> tattoos and you end up with 37 tattoos. I feel like podcasts are the same way. Like you kind of get started and you're like, oh, I need to, I've got an idea. I should do this other thing. Um, But I have another one called the plant prof. And I just talk about whatever interesting thing um, like has popped into my head that week. So I'm going to make myself a note to talk about the Fibonacci sequence this week. Right. Thank you. Because if you explain it, maybe I'll finally retain it because it's been complicated to me a little bit. Yeah. It's also, can I ask, can we keep asking questions? I just want to ask, what is your favorite? <laughs> what subject do you like to talk about when you're talking about your world? What do you love to um, teach about? So probably the, the, the two things that I think are the most interesting are food production, like how, how to feed people, um, and water conservation. Because up here where I live in Texas, it's super dry. You know, All of our water comes out of, out of the ground, and at some point we're going to pump it all out. And so the things that I talked, my, my research was, in, so my, my master's research was in olives and I looked at um, like an olive, in an olive orchard, how do you save water? And then my uh, PhD was in urban water conservation. So in the home landscape, how do you use less water? Uh, but, but personally, I'm more interested probably in like urban farming um, and that kind of stuff. How do we take all this space that's concrete and largely abandoned and figure out how to feed people from it. Uh, whether that's like in old shopping malls and like doing like uh, uh, hydroponic systems and that kind of stuff or empty lots and cities, how do we turn them into pocket parks and community gardens and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's something that I really like to talk about and something that I'm really interested in. Can I ask you guys both? Cause you probably know more about, but does the city, do they love to let you do that? <laughs> do they just like to give you space and say, sure. How hard is it? Uh, it depends where you are. It depends where you are. I think some cities are more, uh, a little more progressive about that. Um, something we're, we're working on that here in Lubbock, um, uh, a plot of land, double lot that was, is about a, maybe about half an acre uh, was donated to our department. Uh, there was a community garden on it that a lot of our students were a part of. And the, um, the woman that owned it said, Hey, I would like to make sure that the, she's older and she wanted to make sure that it was like maintained and kept up and all that. So she donated it to us. So I'm 
kind of in charge of that project project now, this community garden project. But what we're kind of hoping to do is to put together a how-to guide of how to turn an empty lot into a community garden and then work through the city council and stuff and try to say, okay, it costs this much to set it up, this much to run it. Here's what you need. Uh, you've got these abandoned lots that are like a, like a money pit and nobody wants to look at them. How about we turn them into a little park or we um, grow food on them? And so that's, so that's you're going to do working. a how to booklet for other people in other cities about that part of it too. Like, how do you take this to your city government and, or the, there's a, so there is a um, sort of a coalition here in town. That's looking on how to l- looking at how do we create more public green space and all of this. So we're going to work through this organization and, and work with them to put together this guide uh, and then see if we can sell it to the city. And if we can, then we can start marketing that to other cities and other places where some of the stuff is struggling to get off the ground. Cause I think like why, why reinvent the wheel, right? If you find right, something yeah. that, that really works, if you've got a good guide and like good dollar values, like, cause that's what they care about. Right. Right. It's kind of the brass tax. If you can say you put this much money in, it'll save you this much a year and you get this much output. Here's what it does to property value crime rates. X, Y, and Z, I, I think it's something that you can sell to a city council uh, and sell to wow. a zoning board. Right. Okay, and it so- helps if a, a candidate runs with that as part of their platform, too, and can appeal mm-hmm. to the voters and get reelected and, and the residents feel good about it. Everybody feels good about it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would think it would go opposite that you get someone like my sister to take that pamphlet to her city council, but you're going high level. We're trying. Like you go right to the source. Okay. We're trying. That's so cool. Yeah, we're trying to do the same thing with school gardens because a lot of schools, you know, think it's great. They get one excited volunteer who helps put the garden in. You get the proper grants to build it. And then you give about five, six years. And then that person graduates with their kid. And then the garden oftentimes goes abandoned. So trying to get the school districts to pay for uh, the people to run it, I think, Mm -hmm. is like a lot of the missing puzzle piece of these gardens is uh, the manpower behind it or woman power. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the, the woman power, in all honesty, is probably more effective. I, yeah. Um, Our hunter-gatherer, uh, we're on the gathering side of, of the spectrum, and this kind well, of appeals. And even just, just the ability, I think, to coordinate stuff like that. I, you know, I've worked with, through... Through a, through a previous career, I did work with some school gardens and our master volunteer, our master gardener association here. And, like, there were a couple of years that... Uh, there were a couple of men that tried to run these projects and I, I, I think our brains just don't work quite right in general. Um, I, the, the older I get, the more I learn about this. I'm like, oh, yeah, my brain just doesn't work right. But now there were, there were a couple of women in the group that took it over and it's great. It's, it's doing great. Interesting. And it's pretty well, I will say that I think there is this famous study and who knows if you guys agree or not, but it's the multitasking. I think Harvard did it. I could be wrong. It was Harvard or Stanford, one of the biggies. And they did a test where it was a man in a room where a lot of things, the baby, the fake baby needed its diaper (laughs) changed and the microwave would go off and the turkey was in the oven and they did this in a controlled space. And the guy could handle two of those nine tasks and the women could handle eight to nine. And it was across the board. 
like a big study. So I believe it. <laughs> I believe I it too. It for sure. In my family, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's a hunter gatherer. You guys need point A to point B. You're gonna take down that buffalo, and we're gonna handle <laughs> everything else. Yeah. It's Joel. What do you think, caveman? Oh Joel. heck yeah! No, I went to a lecture <laughs> once that was like men's brains are like spaghetti. No, sorry, men's brains are waffles. Women's brains are spaghetti. I think it's based <laughs> on a book. And our hmm. brains are, this is connected to that, and that goes over to that, but then you need to do this at the same time. It's all wiggly-waggly like the noodles. But then men, it's a waffle. There's a square. I'm going to deal with that square. Mm-hmm. And this square over here, this square. And right in the center square is the sex square. Everything <laughs> leads back to that. <laughs> well, I, it kind of makes sense. I don't well, know. Well, no, and I can just tell you from my own life, trying to do like... Yeah, well, I'm not talking about that. I'm but just kidding. <laughs> subject. It's funny. I've listened. I listened to y'all show, and I was like, "Oh, I've got to. Yeah, I got to be careful." Um, <laughs> no. no, we won't go there. But yes, just I even, will. even like even like doing my PhD, I had to be like really mindful about compartmentalizing. I'm like, okay, this is the thing I'm going to do. Is if I try to do too many things, I'm just going to go hide for a while, and I couldn't. Like my brain wouldn't go in enough directions to make it all work. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, quick question. May I ask another? Are these our six questions? You're really asking. I'm sorry. How much time do we have? Could we go for two hours? I mean, yeah, editing. Okay, no, no, no. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Dreamdinners.com or mouseandweens.com. Click the link and do enter mouseandweens99 at checkout if you're in the local area of Poway or San Marcos down here in San Diego. And you will get $99 off your first full order and free delivery if you choose it. You guys, Dream Dinners is a meal preparation service that makes dinner time so easy. I love doing them with my family. My husband can cook them up really quick. It's just a wonderful thing with good, healthy food that recreates mealtime for us. It's, it's given us lots of family time back. Dream Dinners uses high-quality foods. They cut, they prep, they bag it up for you. All you have to do is thaw out your meal, look at the recipe card, and pop it in the oven or stovetop, and it's ready usually in 20, 30 minutes. So do go to dreamdinners.com, look for your location, enter Mouse and Weens 99, and let them know we sent you. Enjoy this wonderful life hack at Dream Dinners. My one question about your, it sounded like water conservation, but I... Someone told me not to drink almond milk because the almond trees need too much water. I think it was a way for the dairy industry to stay. It was a conspiracy theory. What's your theory on water and these almond, soy, etc.? So almonds do use a lot of water. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not one of these people that's going to tell you not to use water because I think that we we get into this a lot actually, where like especially talking about the landscape. Like, oh, don't don't put water on your landscape. Like, you're just wasting it. I'm like, well, no, you're not. You're getting something out of it, right? There's, it may not be like a dollars and cents return, but you're getting like a tangible, like your landscape doesn't look like crap. You're happier, you know? It, it makes the, the quality of life better in general in the city, all that. Um, so yeah, I mean, while almonds do use water and, and, and quite a bit of water, and unfortunately the places that they're grown right now are places that are also struggling with, water availability yeah. uh it solves a problem right like it it there's people that don't want to drink dairy or don't want to you know consume dairy like my wife anymore she doesn't really drink any dairy but she started drinking almond milk and so it's mm-hmm. like yeah it 
it, it costs something, but you get something out of it. So I think less toots in the house because <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying dairy. It's pretty valuable. I mean, yes. that's a valuable thing. It is. That's a good way to spend your money and your your resources. Yeah, right. We don't want more methane in the in the atmosphere. No, no let's, we do let's, not. Let's reduce that. And so, no, I mean, yeah, the, it, it can be an issue because maybe we're not growing our almonds in the right place. Maybe we need yeah. to find somewhere else to do it where there's plenty of water to do it. It's yes. just. You know, it's a golf I'll, I'll, course in Palm Springs. <laughs> right, sure. So all those things get complicated. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Joe, did you want to ask questions? I'm sorry if I've been too. Oh, uh, sure. Well, I love it. No, that was a very expanded version. Yeah, of thank you. Plant people and plants. I love it. <laughs> and the fact that you're so passionate about it comes through in your podcast. So I dig it. And you're. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, I get so excited to talk. What? What? I love plants and I want to, well, there's a lot of anti-lawn stuff where people get really angry in Los Angeles when someone has a lawn, they go. Yeah. California's and drought city. I found myself mm-hmm. doing it too, though, because I get it. But um, you're kind of, pre- like if a lawn gives you satisfaction, put a little money into your lawn. Who cares? Yeah. And maybe, maybe we reduce the size of, size of our lawns, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe like, you know, I, I think you, you get the stereotypical, like your homeowners association wants you to have like a grass lawn and two trees, whether the trees work there or not, right? It's like you plant these things, you do these things. Well, maybe maybe we get away from that style of landscape and you have a little bit of lawn that you can use for, you know, your kids, your dogs, or just to enjoy. I, I don't really enjoy going out and walk walking barefoot in like a rock landscape, right? That's yeah. not fun. But I'll go walk barefoot in my lawn. Hmm. And yeah, so maybe yeah. we just be a little more sensible about the, the amounts of things, right? So like mm-hmm. reduce your lawn and then put... Uh, you know, seating areas in your yard or have like flower beds or mm-hmm. uh, another thing I'm really big on is multi-purpose landscapes. So like use uh, edible plants as landscape elements, right? Mm-hmm. So you reduce mm-hmm. the size of your lawn, you get some food out of your landscape and we're just being a little bit smarter with our resources. I don't think it has to be an all or nothing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Joe? Because you have a very, she's got about an acre and a half and you have some fruit, some lawn, some vegetables. We kind of inherited this property already done and we just kind of added to it here and there. But our big plan is to take out that lower lawn, which originally we kept for the kids. We're like, great, we can have birthday parties here, soccer games. It's like a big, big lawn. And we did that. And the kids are now teenagers. The middle kid wants to quit soccer after all. And uh, (laughs) so my dream would be to create a co-op garden on the bottom of our property that all the people could come and plant a little plot. And we have a farmer's market down the street at the winery. We live opposite a winery. So it could be a really cool thing. Dave doesn't like it. I doubt the HOA would like it. So in reality, <laughs> it'll probably end up being lots of meandering paths and more, um, you know, bushes and flowers and trees. But I love the idea of the edible landscaping, putting in some citrus grows really well here. Avocados grow, grapes grow. So doing that kind of thing. And in her weed, my sister is like a Jamaican She's going to join a a band soon. We're worried about her. Well, that is a multi-purpose landscape. Yeah. I got got really excited when the laws changed, and I thought I'd try to grow some marijuana plants. And um, But then we went to Colorado, and I got an edible. It's been years since, like, early college days. And I forgot how weird it makes me feel. I don't like it. So I abandoned the plan. I would like to say I'm not a weed farmer. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And no judgment to those who are. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I know. We're just, we have a weird, yeah, I get paranoid. I just sit and analyze everything secretly in a corner. Yeah. And I sort of <laughs> How do you enjoy cushion. your marijuana? Yeah. Just oh, boy. That is not oh, an I, official question. We are not going to put Vikram on the spot like I that. I don't. I don't actually. I'm in. Okay. I'm in Texas, and we don't. You know. <gasps> not allowed. Yeah, you don't get the California delivered to your door service over there. Yeah, no. <laughs> you get no, the it's jail. Not a thing here. Not a no, thing here. I don't think any of us really smoke. That's uh, whatever. Okay, yeah. moving on. Joe, you want to ask right. these questions? I yes. Okay, number two. Um, we can go quickish if we want or not. But coolest gear, Vikram, that you are using these days, like either tech stuff or video game stuff or what's what gear gets you going oh man uh so my son's just now getting into video games and we bought it took like six months but we finally got him a switch a nintendo switch and that's been a lot of fun that's been something we can all kind of do together why is the uh, switch so great why was this big push for i'm not a video gamey so part of it is like like I'm not going to call myself a gamer, but I've always played video games, right? And I've had an Xbox and, you know, for his little five-year-old brain, like Call of Duty probably wasn't super appropriate. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, we'll get there. But like, <laughs> so, you know, Nintendo has like all the Mario games and, and stuff like that. And so it's stuff that he can play and he can do and uh, we can kind of take it with us where, okay. you know, wherever we go. And um, yeah, that's been fun. Uh, Good. Try to think whether gear I'm... You know, it's funny because I tend to be kind of a gearhead. I, I'm a musician, I'm a photographer, and, and I do some of those things. And so, like, I'm always like, oh, new gear. But then, like, this year when I had time to spend time doing these things, I just didn't. This past year, I just didn't do anything. Oh, oh, I do have an answer for that. Actually, I just remembered. So I bought a – I'm a woodworker, too. And I bought a CNC machine, which, like, carves stuff for me. I can, like, design on the computer, and it wow. does all the hard oh. work for me. That's and cool. I have spent a lot of hours making sawdust and, and ruining our garage. Oh, that's that fun. That's such a neat hobby. That So it's almost like a 3D printer kind of thing where you style it and then it... Yeah, it, it's sort of the opposite, right? So it, it's the same idea where it like yeah. does all the stuff for me, but instead of like printing, it carves. That's uh, cool. And my wife is the... Um, education coordinator at Science Museum, and they just got like a big maker, a mobile maker lab that they can like load up and take to school. So they've got like a laser cutter, uh, a 3D printer, a little CNC machine. So they're doing all this like super cool uh, uh, hands on maker education with kids. And it's, the, so you know, this is totally the way of the future. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the 3D printers are awesome. When coronavirus just broke out, I used to work at a biotech company, and one of the scientists still there, Dimitri, um, used the company 3D printer to make the headband yeah. to hold the sheet. Whoops. And um, ended up using the glassy overhead projector sheets as the protectant mask cool. thing. So he was just cranking out masks for or shields for everybody That's in cool. science so they didn't have to deal with the masks and all that. But pretty neat i mean yeah that's cool i like that so cc machine i didn't know uh, cnc it's like CNC. computer i actually don't know what it stands for computer okay. something i don't know because i was thinking cnc music factory computer neat no. and cool i know when you guys were saying <laughs> like gear it. i was thinking why is she asking about ring gear he lives in texas i don't know <laughs> i'm old ring here. oh my god talk about that <laughs> what kind of music do you play not an official question uh kind of kind of just whatever i probably play mostly like folk kind of stuff i i play the guitar and bass and enough piano to embarrass myself and ah. uh uh nice. yeah. favorite piano song oh good lord Okay, so um, 
Coldplay? Oh, what is, what is, no. Like favorites. <laughs> I mean, I like Coldplay. Anyone from Coldplay? Uh, oh, so I do. There, there's a, a Muse song. I don't know if you've heard. You've heard Muse, probably. Yeah, yeah I like them. Um, called. Uh, oh gosh, what is this song called? I don't know, but any Muse song is yeah. cool. No, I just... and I, I'm super embarrassed because I really like this song. But there's a really cool piano solo right in the middle of it, and I wish I could remember what it was called off. I'm gonna but... look it up because it, is it one of their hits? Or at 2 a.m. Uh, when I... it comes to you, just text us. Uprising, and... oh, it... super massive black hole, starlight, hysteria, or psycho. Uh, let me. I'm, I'm gonna Google it too now. Uh, this is this is compelling audio, by the way, of I me love, just like typing. Yes, <laughs> do, 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 we're just do, thinking do, do, of do, editing. Do. That's the well, no. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, all. Oh, but it's called uh, butterflies and hurricanes. Ooh, Ooh it's I really like cool. It. Nice. Yeah. I like that. That sounds like uh, Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Did you guys see that movie? Oh, oh French film. I think so so cool. Ooh, I like it. All right, right Weens. Next... You have the, our questions too. You want to do number three? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Creepiest thing you could say to a person passing by you on the street. You smell different when you're awake. <laughs> that is so creepy. Pretty creepy, right? Is you also, also that I had had that queued up, like that I had that ready to go. That's no. pretty. I'm Why? wondering if. Yeah. Um, Let's hear the backstory. I, I have a, I have a friend who that's like his favorite thing to do. If you're like, if he can sneak up on you, his favorite thing is to like whisper that in your ear. Oh my God. You smell different when you're awake. Horrifying. So creepy. Oh my God. So creepy. What if he just ended up in the bed between you and your wife? No, I, yeah. No, I don't know. (laughs) That is, she's trying to steer it. I'm not going to let her steer it to the bed. Um, Vikram, best and or worst dad moments. Oh man, uh, parents have a lot. And that's that's a tough one. I've had plenty of both of those. I know, right? Um, I'm trying to think of this year. Oh, oh, I I remember. Yeah, okay, I've got a good one. Um, I think one of the worst dad moments. Uh, I don't know. So we unfortunately, like I said earlier, have not been good at uh, controlling screen time, and our son was like like he took his Kindle and he was sitting on the toilet and I'm just like playing on my phone. I think I was like scrolling on TikTok or something. And I look up and I'm like, where's Bradley? Like he'd just been sitting there. This was, this was a while ago. And, and he was, he'd been sitting there for like at least half an hour. And I just like totally forgot about him oh, no. <laughs> he was in his own little world. And I was like, Oh buddy, are you done? He was like, yeah, like from the other room. Oh, oh I need well, to like pay attention to what's happening okay, around me. Okay, <laughs> but you don't want to, you know, bother a man on the toilet. This is yeah. one of their sacred spots. I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was funny because I was like, what? And I looked up and I was like, I think I actually started talking to him. Right, I was like asking him a question. And I look up and he's just gone. I was like, <laughs> huh? Oh, How yes. is that the screen time? You oh, we just gave something. up. We just gave up. Because Joe know. has that problem. Mousy has that problem, too. I know. I know. I it's just posted battle. something on Instagram about it today, though, because I we went up to the snow. The mountains have snow on them from our recent rains. And I'm like, we got to get these kids off screens. All they do is play video games. Let's go to the mountains. We're going. So we get up there. And I run into a friend from college who I haven't seen for 14 years. Last time I what? saw her, Elliot was in my belly. She recognized me with all my mask on and my gear. And she knew 
Charlotte's name. She knew Elliot's name. She knew Toby's name. She was asking about the podcast. Her name's Kathleen. And it made me realize she only knows that because of social media, which is a screen. So there's good and bad. And anyway, it was kind of a little, you know, we got a balance moment for me. So anyway, that has nothing to do with kids except that, well. And watch, have you guys seen Social Dilemma? Yes. I have. Yeah. What do you think? Honestly, it didn't surprise me because like I've so Facebook came out my freshman year of college and I've kind of watched it develop over the past, you know, 15 years or so. And I guess it was my yeah end of my freshman year. And like it it seems like I don't know, a lot of people just don't think about it, but it's kind of not a secret that they're like manipulating us. Right. And it's almost unfortunately like the price of admission anymore is you just you just kind of deal with it because it's for me at least currently in my life the the benefits still outweigh the the price I'm paying for it right yeah. cuz i mean you, clearly i am but you haven't yeah. fallen down any qanon rabbit holes or oh, anything Lord, like that not personally no <laughs> good <laughs> that's that's always a <laughs> I just saw the cat. I was like, what? I know. <laughs> I know. She was, she's part of QAnon. That's why she was saying, yeah, I She's have. the major conspiracist. Yeah. <laughs> you get that look on her face like, you just wait. You just wait. Oh, <laughs> um, come to light. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting, but like, I have some friends that work in the, in the tech sector and they were like, yeah, you know, it's, it wasn't it's necessarily it on purpose, but this is the way it is. So, Joe, did you feel that too? It got a little bit um, extreme in that it's saying, this is the downfall of society. Nothing is going to, you know, we're not going to make it past 10 years from now. We're going to destroy ourselves. I don't know about that. I do wish that some of these, you know, tech giants would get a little more of a social conscious and try not to create so many algorithms that group like-minded with like-minded so it just keeps fulfilling whatever. and like I talked to my... Sorry, so no, go ahead. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, like, hated by apparently, I talked to my friend and he got off Facebook and he goes, Just look at Sasha Baron Cohen's website and learn more about Mark Zuckerberg, and you'll probably want to get off Facebook too. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. I know, I want to see the new (laughs) movie too. He's he's a smart dude, yeah, yeah, he's a very smart guy. All right, um, Weens, let's see, number five for you. Why don't you ask that one? Okay. Are we sticking to these questions for sure? These are the pod fix questions. No, you don't have to. I, no, these some of these are from my head. Okay. But, uh, if you have something better, swap it out. Well, proudest moment as a podcaster, segment response, guest, what you what do you like to hang your hat on? Ooh, do you have hats? <laughs> I do <laughs> wear do hats. What do you hang I've, them on? Ooh, what do you big, hang? Big lumpy head. So yeah, I, I do I do wear hats. Um <laughs> Let's see. So uh, one of the cooler things I think I've gotten to do, well, for one is I've just like gotten to meet a lot of cool people, like uh, virtually in person. I mean, you know, I started at the end of 2019, so I haven't gotten to do like a whole lot of in-person stuff. But right before the pandemic hit, I got to um, give a live presentation. I'd been doing it like four months and they asked me to come to a, uh, like a live show or a live panel at, um, our local Comic-Con, which I was like, it's a nerdy plant show, whatever. They're like, no, just just trust us. That's and so amazing. I talked about like plants in um, uh, fantasy and sci-fi world building and like Lord of the Rings and uh, 
uh, Avatar and a whole bunch of different other like universes and how um, plants are something that kind of ground us into those universes because it's something we understand and we recognize. Um, and so that was really fun. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just started doing this, but uh, it was it was really cool just to be asked to, to get to do something like that. That's cool. And now are you the the master in that universe of plants? Do you ever get follow-up uh, questions or? Every now and then, yeah. Yeah, every now and then. That's amazing. That's so cool. I think plants are fascinating and... Yeah, and the plants in Avatar. We just rewatched that, and it was so cool. Just the Wait, I just was thinking of that. Are talking to each other, and yeah, what? I just was thinking of Avatar. Oh, good. See, we're psychically connected. <laughs> and I didn't say it because I felt stupid saying Avatar, but you just said it for me. Sister! Yay, well, he said it. He talked about the plants oh. in Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spaced out for one second because okay. my cat was grabbing on with her claws to my knee. That is distracting. Oh. Sorry about that. Yeah, that is distracting. Conspiracist, I told you. All right. Um, let's see. Describe your perfect day. I love playing this game. Oh man, describe my perfect day. Actually, this this one's not too hard. I would, I'm so busy. My life is so busy. Um, I would really like to just go rent a cabin in the in the woods somewhere in the mountains, and literally like sit on the back porch of this cabin and do absolutely nothing for a day. Just like stare into space and smell the mountain air and take pictures, and like just like not talk to anybody. Uh, you know, aside from my family, like, don't like answer my phone, just like leave yeah. the phone at home. Uh, and it's sad that like my perfect days, like, I just don't want to have to answer an email, but that's kind of it. Like, yeah. I just don't want to answer an email. That's right. I know. It was tough getting a hold of you. You are a busy dude. I can't imagine. Yeah. Balancing all that you do. And I get it. That sounds freaking dreamy. I keep telling Julianne, I often wish that I would break a leg so I could just lay in bed <laughs> With my computer and get all my projects done. I have so many photos to sort. I would love to do a million things on this podcast to get it more organized. Yada, yada, yada. You get it. But what can I ask then? Can you quickly like bullet point things that you would be doing in a day? Because I don't know exactly what you're. So I teach. So I, I, I lecture twice a week and I it's a Tuesday, Thursday lecture. So they're like an hour and a half long and it's nobody's happy like by the end of it. It's uh, a long time to talk. So I do that. Um, my greenhouse is about 20,000 square feet. And we have on a normal, in a normal semester, which this is not, we run about 500 students through here a week for classes and labs and stuff. So I coordinate all that. Uh, I work with different professors and graduate students to get their research done. We, we manage about two and a half acres of horticultural garden that's around uh, the facility here. So between like managing my staff of students, uh, dealing with classes, dealing with faculty, doing the podcast, which actually got written into my job description, which is kind of cool. <gasps> nice. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I thought you that get was paid pretty extra neat. for it. Will you? Yeah, I'm just not getting fired for doing it during the day. So I'm, I'm calling you that good. <laughs> That's part good. of my job. Uh, and then, All my TikTok videos, part of my job. <laughs> You're good on TikTok, by the way. Oh, we thanks. got everybody it. go to Vikram's. T- it's under plant anthropology or is it under uh, your name? It's the plant prof. Plant prof. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. Um, it's, he's got good little, hey, look at this, check this out. And you've got your sense of humor thrown in there. It's great. So I appreciate it. So, it, you know, it kind of like day to day, I, you know, it's never the same, which is nice, but it's very like lots and lots of little things that I do that sort of add up. And that's not including like 
family. I have, you know, I, a small like side hustle doing my woodworking stuff. We have a family business. We have a little peach orchard. Uh, I stay very busy. Unfortunate. I'm fortunate. I like it. I like being busy, but it's, it just, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you could cut one thing, what would it be? I mean, it, they all sound I, great. I don't know. The kids. And that's, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Lock them in the toilet. No. Uh, it, I, you know, I, I was actually thinking about that not not too long ago because I was like, I got home and I was just like burned out. I was like, I don't. I can't really think of one thing that I don't enjoy. So like, I enjoy all the things I'm doing. It's just, just a lot. Too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, balance. We got to work this. This is a everybody. I think. That's the like enlightenment thing is to figure out how to balance your life. It seems to be the hardest thing. Yeah, right. if y'all figure it out, let me know because I, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's good to be a jack of all trades too. I think uh, we get caught up in doing only one thing, but it's great to kind of have lots of fingers and lots of pots. And you definitely do. Literally, plant pots. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> On that note... I know. Well, thank you, Vikram. You are just an inspiration. I think you're yeah. amazing. Everybody go check out the Plant Prof and Planthropology podcasts, two of them. Uh, how often do you put out episodes? You're kind of weekly or? Uh, so Planthropology is usually bi-weekly. Um, so it's like the first and third Tuesday and then the fifth Tuesday if there is one. Um, and then the Plant Prof is weekly every Thursday. Wow. wow that's a lot right there. Inspiring. So I know. <laughs> Jeez. I can't keep that up. I'm like seven days, 10 days. I don't know. In, in the plant, I mean, the plant prof, they're pretty bite-sized. I pretty much don't edit them. Whatever comes out of my mouth ends up on the feed. And they're like 10 minutes long or less. So the, that's, oh, that's that good. one's pretty low stress. But, yeah. uh, you know, I interview people for the other show. And so it, it tends to get a little more involved. Right. Good. Oh. Good. And then you are on all your social media at Planthropology Plant mm-hmm. Prof. And we can also find you on the Pod Six, sorry, Pod Fix Network. Um, and we're glad to be connected to you, part of the Pod Fix family. This is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yay! That is so cool. Well, anything Bye, else? But we I use? Want, can I keep you on the phone? To could we? You have more questions, plant questions <laughs> about professoring because I'm trying I'm to sure. get into a class. Oh Ooh, sure. Can right. I ask this without with shutting it down? I mean, Without I don't know. It, yeah, no, let's let's uh, let's close this out and then you guys can keep talking. But this okay. has okay. been the pod six for the pod fix network. This is Mouse and Weens with Vikram Balinga and we will see you later. Thanks very much. Bye. 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 Don't hang up. Okay. Listen while you're driving. Thank you for subscribing. Mouse and Weens are thriving with your help. With your help Listen while you're cleaning You'll be mouse and weaning Thank you for believing In our show Yay! This is the Irrationally Exuberant I'm Reed Messerschmidt Family, friends, fans Bono, I see you over there Looks like a carelessly basted turkey with the head still on, but the head got stung by a bee and it's allergic to bees. Johnny, are you awake, Johnny? Yes, Bigfoot. I was just smelling your arm fur and thinking about how much I love you. I love you more than that old moon and his bright little friends, the stars. This is the story of the time I found myself in front of the frying pan at three in the morning, 
drunk, of course, wearing a bloodstained suit and a backpack full of potatoes. This is the story of the time a grizzled old hobo asked me if I was okay. The Irrationally Exuberant is a podcast, but also art. Find it at theirrationallyexuberant.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.